0: You are listening to The Great Light Podcast, a resource aimed at building up the body of Christ and engaging the lost. This podcast is a production of Great Light Studios. For more information and resources, or to watch our films, go to greatlightstudios.com or find us on Facebook or YouTube. If you would like to support this program and the ministry of Great Light Studios, you can do so easily and securely through our website. There you can also find both video and audio versions of the podcast.
1: So Nicole, um, I guess what I, I want to hear maybe a little bit more about is just like, what, what was your experience like in the group while you were remembered? You feel like, it, it sounds to me, um, you had both, I think positive and negative experiences. Um, but maybe share, share about your experience in the group and, and just kind of, kind of in terms of how it impacted you as a person. Um, did do you feel like it was something that made you into a I mean, ultimately what I'm always curious about, like did did this group promote and 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 push you toward being a more loving person, a more gracious person, a more understanding person? Or do you feel like it promoted more of a self-righteousness, a a looking down on the others who did not believe the same things. Maybe, maybe kind of talk about that, your experience in the group, how it impacted you as a person.
2: Um, Considering I hadn't had uh, at least up until I got baptized and I hadn't had many experiences with being involved in any particular organization or church. um, For me, as soon as, I was introduced, got baptized, and really got involved, for me, it, it kind of felt refreshing because I felt like I was finally opening up the Bible, taking time to study, and uh, just aside from their doctrine, just reading the scriptures out of the Bible, period, which I didn't know how to navigate anything, and spend some time learning about Old Testament and New Testament. Um I didn't look, really, I did not have horrible experiences with them, not at all. Mm-hmm. My my coming here is because I found what On Song Hong has written and realizing because of what he's written, he, he is not the second coming of Christ. He tells us that specifically, so you don't have to, there's no guesswork involved. Um, I got very involved. I spent, like I said, I was working full-time, going to school full-time and I really jumped in. So it was like, I was tithing and off um, doing my offerings. I was attending services. Yes. I would be talked to or say they'd study with me if I started missing the Sabbath or a service. Okay. We got to go study about the Sabbath. And it was like, it was like a gentle rebuke. Do you know what I mean? They weren't like, well, you got to be here. It was never like that. I had good experiences. The overseers, Uh, as well as the members I got along with very well. I believe it taught me to be a more patient individual, but I could tell you not so much because of the church, but myself, I felt that I had the truth and I'm not saying I look down on other people, but I also had learned, which we were taught that if a Christian comes, if you, come in contact or cross paths with a christian who doesn't agree with you no matter if they spew venom or you know spit venom and spew hate keep your mouth shut like basically just zip it up don't say anything cuz it's a bad reflection that's not the way you're going to win anyone over and i mm-hmm. truly believe that. so yeah. i do my personal experience coming across these videos when i see members whom will do like seriously. All of a sudden, you just see the screen full of verses and all that. I remember that, and it's easy to copy paste, and we can just put everything right there. But when there's attack on people's characters, like analogies, like if you don't understand an analogy, which I had watched the video where I actually came in and backed you up, or somebody was like, "You're an idiot," and I was like, based off of your analogy, I just broke it down. He t- he made an ad hominem. An ad hominem attack at you. Mm-hmm. You're an idiot because you were questioning any, the analogy that he used. And it's like, well, then in turn, if you give an analogy and you don't believe it and he says you're an idiot, then we have to turn it around. Then you are also then considered to be what you just called him. Right. And there's no, no need for that. Us name calling, period. Who are we winning over? Yeah. Even if they wanted to believe, by the time you've attacked them, you've be- you've made somebody back off, and they're not even going to listen because yeah. you've just destroyed it.
1: Yeah, it does seem like that's that's a. I don't. I would say probably the majority of the of the kind of comments we get, and maybe it's about more half and half, but a lot of the comments are like what you're describing ad hominem type replies. So we'll we'll put out videos where the videos have. Again, these opinions and these perspectives we're sharing, these problems that we're seeing in the church, both with members' experiences, but primarily the, the doctrinal issues. And and a lot of members are coming on and rather than like listening, hearing us out. Thinking objectively about what we have to say, and then giving, trying to give like a legitimate response to these problems, they just attack our character, and, and they'll point. they have been pointing out lately. Oh, well, you're monetizing your channel, so you know you're just doing this for 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 money, and like all that is like whether or not that's even true, it's not the point. The point is you're missing. Like guys, like we're making we're making an argument. We're putting out problems with this group, and when you just come and attack either my character or the character of the person I'm interviewing who's telling their story, there's just so much ignorance in that. And and ultimately what that is, it's a, it's a philosophical fallacy. It's actually in the category of a fallacious form of argumentation where you don't have a way to reply. Like you can't, you can't reply. You can't, you can't refute the evidence that's being given. So what do you do? Well, you just start name calling. It's like, well, well, you're a butthead. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's almost a childish form of replying, and so it's unfortunate that that is a lot of the replies that we get. But but that's okay. Um, but it sounds like kind of what you're saying though, and it's interesting is that it wasn't it wasn't so much your experiences. You had a good experience in this group overall. It, it's the doctrinal issues that you're beginning to see and that you saw, and I think that's important because experiences are subjective and so i think i want to be careful not to just when we're doing these interviews to just say okay well this this person had this bad experience in this specific zion therefore the wmscog is false and that's not ever the argument i'm trying to give or we're trying to present in these videos ultimately we're just sharing specific individuals experiences and i think as you see the more experiences we give in interviews we do you're seeing that a lot of their experiences combined so i think there is a weight of evidence to a lot of these negative experiences that people do have, but there are cases like you where you had a good experience overall. Um, But I want to say that either way doesn't prove anything because some people could hear that right now. Members might be hearing that and say, oh, see, well, her, her experience was good. Therefore the church is true. And, and, that's that's not that's that doesn't work either. That argument doesn't work either because you could sit I could be sitting down with a Mormon right now or a Jehovah's Witness. And I guarantee you there's many of them who have good experiences, who 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 feel like they've got the truth. They're not, you know, they're the people they're around, the family they have, the 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 other Mormon uh, community that they're in connection with, it might be an overall good positive experience. That that that's really irrelevant what matters ultimately is what are they teaching and 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 for me with the great light studios platform what i'm ultimately most concerned with is does it line up with this does it does it does it jive with jesus's teachings is what the mormon doctrine at its core is it what jesus taught and the same thing with this group Um, and not only about does it jive with what jesus said but what you're doing is saying okay does it does it just jive in general. They're saying Aung Song Hong is God. Well, let's see what Aung Song Hong said. And, and it so ultimately it's not about positive or negative experience. I think those are subjective and they they don't, they're not ultimate conclusive evidence of the truth or the falseness of any any group because, uh, because I have to acknowledge there's so much, so many issues, so many negative experience within Protestant Orthodox Christianity um, I personally have so many problems in my own Christian faith. And so if we're simply to base the realness or falseness of a certain belief system on experience, then I think we'd have to discredit everybody's faith. So all that to say, what matters is what are they teaching? Does it align with reality? Are there contradictions that can be found in it? Does this ultimately, does their teaching ultimately hold up to objective Scrutiny, can you scrutinize it? Can you dig into it like Nicole is doing? And does it stand firm? What you're saying is ultimately what's led you to leave, the ultimate issues you have with this group isn't necessarily your negative experience, but it's, you're you're finding out that what they teach, it it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. When you actually examine it, dive into it, it falls apart.
2: The issue isn't the scriptures, It's their use of them. And then also, yeah, as we have the PDF and then his books where he also makes clear indicate, it's the doctrine, period. What he states, what he stated when he was still here writing these books and what the WMSCOG is teaching, they're not, they don't add up. They're not the same. It changed after.
1: After him without, he, he wasn't able to give his say on whether or not it, those chapters should be removed. Um, right. He, he never made any proclamation that, okay, there will come a time when these teachings are no longer needed. This was a decision made apart from Mong Song Kong. He's dead and buried. He can't, he can't give a yay or nay to it. The WMSCOG organization made that decision. And ultimately you see why yeah, it, it, it doesn't take long to look into those chapters and discover why they remove them because it, again, it doesn't line up with their agenda. It doesn't line up with the doctrine they want you to believe. So what do they have to do? Well, they have to remove it. And, and so, um, yeah, that's a big issue. Um, and so I, th- I think we're going to, we're going to get into here in a minute, a specific example, another specific contradiction uh, that involves what Ong Song Hong taught about these analogies of Adam and Eve used in the Bible, and who do they represent? The WMSCOG has a certain way of using those uh, those those analogies of Adam and Eve, and they apply those to to mother and father. Uh, and so, so anyway, we're going to get into that here in a minute. But I I want to ask you your. You're somebody who's experienced this group and you're even experiencing the turmoil now of leaving and discovering that this 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 belief system that you had given your life to you're finding it to be completely false but yet you are holding on to faith in God and that's something that is still important to you and you're not you're not kind of throwing it away why I, I'm just curious why are you doing that? why do you feel it's important for yourself? and others or maybe I should ask do you feel it's important for others to not just entirely abandon faith in god when they're experiencing what you're experiencing you're you're again that you're leaving this group and you're finding out that it's false why why is it important to you to not believe faith in god while you're on this in the midst of this process the
2: scriptures the scriptures from the old testament to the new testament completely testify and give multiple prophecies about jesus and jesus did fulfill them there's no error in that at all and just because not my experience even though being a member it was positive but the doctrine not holding up just because their theology or doctrine isn't true doesn't negate the fact that the bible the scriptures and everything written in the 66 books of the bible that doesn't mean that they're not true they are true So the fact is, is yes, maybe I had to sit back and take a breather and examine my belief or my lack thereof in the WMSCOG's teachings. But after, you know, at the end of the day, I know that there's a God. God's had his hand, like I had mentioned at the very beginning, God's hand has always been over me and has protected me when I've had experiences where in a moment I thought I was going to die. And it was nothing short of a miracle. And I know it was God that saved me. There was no other explanation in that moment. Those experiences, my experiences prior to my faith and belief in God, and then before meeting the members and the whole organization with the WMSCOG, and even to this day, God is still present very, very present. And if I look at what's going on in the U S and even everything that's taking place right now, as much as people are up in arms and there's a lot of uncertainty and you've got, you know, people in all different walks of life that we're going through this. Clearly the Bible, there's prophecies talking about time. We're seeing them unfold. And at this moment, wouldn't I rather have hope and faith and belief and give God the chance to um, speak to me through the word, give me a chance to actually truly be redeemed, knowing that it's not just me. It's my family. It's my children. God's taking care of me without fail, even before and after it's important to keep our faith in God and put our faith in the words of Jesus. Because even at the end of the day, So what if I'm criticized for being a Christian or I don't mind anybody that comes across this and wants to attack my character at the end of the day, it's not about me. Like what I'm saying, Jordan, if I didn't agree with you, it's not about you because at the end of the day, it's our relationship with God, no matter how I feel about you or Mm -hmm. my, that I feel that, um, the Mormon faith has its flaws or jehovah's witness it doesn't matter whatever wherever we are in our faith and whatever our sins are or our weaknesses it's important for us to develop our relationship with god because me attacking you doesn't save me right i need to have my own faith and like basically carry my own cross yeah and just because I find flaws in the WMSCOG's doctrine and their theology, I don't think that they're bad people. I don't. There are a lot of members that are in there that I love wholeheartedly, and they're very good people. And I know that they believe with all their heart, and I'm not attacking anybody for that. Mm-hmm. This, again, is about me. So even though I know now that the, the doctrine is false, on Song Hong, I want to say Christ. It's so, you know, it's.
1: Right. So built in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that song Hong specifically told us and there's a reason. Thank thank God that for whatever reason he wrote these and we can have the evidence to see so at the end of the day now that I've come come to know the truth now I can basically go back to the foundation open it yeah. up and actually see what Jesus has to say what and did not he say? Yeah. away because of a false belief yeah. a false that's not God's
1: fault. Yeah, that's no, that's yeah, that's really good, and that's that's such a good point to make that I think w- we have to continually come back to and having these conversations is is what you just said is that just because the WMSCOG doctrine is false and they've they've manipulated or or, or you've kind of fell into the deception of the teaching and given your life to it. And you've discovered that it's not true or, or even this, again, the same case for any Mormonism or Jehovah's witnesses, or if you've been in a certain Christian denomination and you're discovering, wait a minute, the things they've been teaching don't line up with this, uh, that it doesn't mean this isn't true. It just means that human beings are weak and flawed and, and sometimes, you know, terrible movements. Yeah. <laughs> Um I'm the
2: biggest sinner. I'm just gonna own it because only through God's grace. I don't it's not about me though. Honestly, yeah. even if someone's saying, look, she's a sinner, yes, I am. And right. I'm up to the fact that I need the grace and mercy of God and Jesus more than anyone. So yeah, please just give me a chance to do this <laughs> on my own. I don't need any I could tear myself up all day long. I don't need any yeah. help with it.
1: Yeah, and this so this this has been around for for you know over two thousand years, you know the New Testament obviously for around two thousand years, but the Old Testament prior to that, and and so you have groups like like the WMSCOG that come along almost two thousand years later, and then they start to say, oh well, everybody up till us didn't have it right. You know, we're we're now the ones who have it right. The arrogance in that, and the 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 even just the I think what that says about the character of God that God would let. For that, for you know, two thousand years, millions upon millions of people not have any access to the truth, and then finally this guy shows up in South Korea and, and restores the truth. But before that, it's just it's such a it it really is an attack on the good character of God that God would just kind of just not care about these people who lived. It's it's such it's so heartless toward the the people that existed. Since the time of Christ, throughout the Dark Ages, do you think God didn't care about those people? God didn't want them to have the truth, and and also it goes back to such an attack and a, a belittling of the work of Jesus and the significance of who he was and what he accomplished. It's like, okay, yeah, Jesus did this this little thing on the cross, but then immediately after, like if the truth was lost and it in and the world entered into entered into like the darkest period of time in history. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like what Jesus. God showed up on earth finally, like this was like the climax of God's love and his His work to save mankind. You're saying immediately after that, like things just immediately went went terrible and, and the truth was lost, the gospel was lost. Like that whole concept just was almost mind blowing to me about what it says about the character of God and what it says about what Jesus accomplished. He set up this church, the gates of hell he said will not prevail against it. Uh, uh, he, he gave the gift of his Holy Spirit that, that you can't, you can't, uh, you can't, no man can snatch, you know, Jesus said, no man can snatch you out of my hand. And, and, but somehow they say the truth was lost and nobody had the truth and the church was what fell apart. I mean, I don't know, just that whole concept really kind of doesn't make sense.
2: <laughs> I think, uh, okay, I'm so used to analogies because WMSCOG we love analogies, you know, when we're teaching, there's always a great analogy. And so I could just imagine, it's like, imagine Christ and you're saying all of these other doctrines that have come out since this, this ended, right? It reminds me of, say, there's a guy and he has 15 ex-girlfriends and all the 15 ex-girlfriends get together and they start talking about like, he was like this. So no, he was like this. He was, and he's sitting back going, doesn't matter None of you are with me at this moment. None of you are my girlfriends, and it's like basically they're all attacking him. They're attacking each other, and it's like it's that big elephant in right. the room. And it yeah, it is pretty, completely different. <laughs> That's and a I, could, and out. yeah, I were you know I can't imagine. By all means, I'm not trying to sit in God's place, but I just think at this moment, while everything's unfolding, Him sitting here just like woo, like.
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, that's so good. And it's like in Hebrews 1, it's like, again, this this for me, all of this goes back to it It, it frustrates me and be, bewilders me how, how complicated this whole discussion gets when dealing with this group. Because to me, it's such a simple issue of like looking at Jesus and who he is, what he accomplished and comparing that to any compare that to Mormonism, compare that to Catholicism, compare that to me, compare that to what I teach. Compare it with what Jesus said. I'm not saying I got it all right either. I'm just saying, who is Jesus? But Hebrews, uh, as you're talking about like the frustration of God or he's just kind of sitting back like, what are you guys all doing? Uh, Hebrews, um, let me see here. So it, actually it's Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1, it says, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom also he created the world he's the radiance of the glory of god in the exact imprint or the exact expression of god's nature so what this is telling us is that in the past before jesus came god spoke to people in a variety of ways at different times he, he used different methods to speak and to communicate but this is telling us how has God spoken? What has God said to humanity? What is his message in the last days? And who has he spoken to? What is his avenue of communication? Well, it says it's his son, Jesus Christ. And, and what I think what this is telling us is that God has fully communicated. He's given us everything God wanted to say to mankind, everything about what he requires of us, what it takes to be saved, what's the gospel, how to be forgiven of your sins, And I think ultimately, what is God's nature like? What is his character like? All of this information that God wants us to know, this is telling us God has already communicated that 2,000 years ago when he became a man and self-sacrificially loved us and, and died for humanity. That was God saying, this is my final, ultimate word to you. I'm saying to you everything that I want you to know to humanity. What do cults do? Well, they come along and say, "Oh, well, well, God has, God hasn't spoken fully, and now this prophet needs to come along and restore the truth." They're like, "Well, the truth's going to be lost, and there's more that needs to be added to what Jesus did." Like, yes, faith in Christ is enough, and His sacrifice is enough, but but also you need to do X, Y, and Z, and make sure you're, you know, and it's like it's it's all ultimately coming down to people refusing. To listen to what God has spoken in Jesus, and it's like that analogy you're using, where God's sitting back, saying, "Like I've already, I've already communicated what I want to say. I've already told you what to do. I've already told you what the what the gospel is." And I, I've said that. Where has He spoken to us? Where in these last days? It says, the last days. We've been in the last days since Jesus came. Um, he spoke that God's communicated to us in his son, not, not in some South Korean man who's gonna come along 2000 years later and start teaching things that were, are contrary to what Jesus taught. And not, not from this organization, the WMSUG is gonna come along and say that, well, what Jesus did isn't enough. And he was actually just kind of setting the stage for mother God to be revealed, who's ultimately the one who gives salvation. It's like, what are you, guys, what are you talking about? God has spoken to us in his son. God hasn't spoken to us in his wife. God has given salvation in his son. This is God's, Jesus Christ, I think, is God's final ultimate word to humanity.
2: And even, and even, even An Song Hong said that.
1: He said that.
2: Last days in the books.
1: And yeah, exactly.
2: It's, he specifically says that the last Adam is Jesus and the last Eve are the. The heavenly beings, the spiritual angels that had fallen that God wanted to come and save Jesus, exactly. as Adam loved Eve, Jesus loved his holy beings, his the spiritual beings, those that would be redeemed. And it's 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 in there.
1: Let's let's actually go, let's move to that now. So maybe if you want to turn to that, and while you're doing, I'm going to read this because you just brought up that when I just said on song Hong himself, actually, in, in many ways, agreed with. So this is again, this is it. So right now I'm in the green book and I'm on page 87. So I just wanted, I wanted to read this quote before, and then let's move on to the Adam and Eve thing. Cause I think that's fascinating, but page 87. So it's, if you have the same book as me, it's right after the Matthew 1 quote. You see that there, he says, now there are many false Christs. So, so this, again, this is the green book, if you have it, this is just the English version. It doesn't have the uh, Korean um, translation in there as well. But in this version, it's on page 87. You can go and you can look in your own book. I, this is a part that I don't I think they've removed to, uh, yet.
2: Oh, uh, Korean in English.
1: Okay. But this is something that probably in the future, I would imagine they're going to revise or they're going to completely eliminate because let's listen to what Ong Song Hong says here.
2: I pray. God does not give them time to do that yeah. because these are members, spiritual lives at stake. And it is right. important for them to know and give them a fair shot and having true faith instead yeah. of manipulation. That yeah. is deceit.
1: I'm dece- sorry. Dece- you,
2: like I'm not preaching to you. I'm just like, no, that's good. There's members that I had no, and there's, you know, there's ex members and members that it's like, I love them and I want them to, know the truth. That's yeah. all. Them yeah. know the truth and really and not be uh, lied to anymore
1: and yeah. be deceived. Okay. I, I uh, no, that's good. I, I, I highly value your passion there because people, people ask me a lot, like, why do I keep making these videos? And, and sometimes it seems like I'm just inviting attack either legally or, or however, from this group, but it's, it's for exactly the reason you're telling me, because Sometimes I'll move away and I'll question, why do I keep making these videos? Should I focus on other things? But then I start to think about some of these things. I, I, I see quotes like this where, where the truth says one thing and the WMSCOG says something else. And it's like it's like we're, we're all sheep and there's people out there that are feeding the sheep, but there's also people out there who dis- who are disguised as shepherds that are giving out this food, but they're sprinkling in poison and deceit in the midst of it that ultimately is is when you're eating that you might not taste the poison as you're tasting you might not know that it's there as you're eating it but when you intake that you ingest that into your system over time it's going to start to eat away at your organs it's going to destroy you it's going to make you sick and i think that's what this group is doing where it's like it's 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 willful deceit the things that they've removed from Ong song hong's book that they know contradicts their own doctrine and they don't want you to see it. It's like, how deceptive is that? Like, like you're saying, give them the chance to see what Aung Song Hong said and let them decide if they agree with your doctrine, does it line up with that? But don't, don't take those things away from their eyes, away from them, from their ability to look at it and see it. And they, they, yeah. And that's what I worry about. Like with this quote I'm about to read, this is another thing that just flies in the face of what they teach And my guess is, again, if they really start to get a lot of flack about it, what they're gonna do? Well, they're gonna snatch it up away out of members' vision so that they don't see it. And to me, when I see that, that's equivalent to the shepherds sprinkling in poison to their teaching, not giving them the full nutrition they need and taking out things that they need, that ultimately is, is killing people. It's destroying lives. It's destroying families. And so all that to say, don't hold back on your your passion because i i feel that too and and as i continue to do these things it just it literally just makes me mad not because i and i'm not i'm not saying mad like i'm not hateful at the members i'm not i just feel angry almost primarily at the organization itself because i know the members there's so many innocent people who are being deceived in it so
2: what I'll say in conclusion, when you say "well, editing," I think what will just happen: the book's just gonna no longer be available altogether. Yeah, because how? Many, I mean, that's damage control, and that takes time, money. Right. That's a lot of work to mm-hmm. remove a couple uh, statements out of three or four pages. So it's just no longer gonna be available.
1: No, that's true because that's what they've done already with certain of his books. You know, the 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 the. Women's coverings and oh, what is it called the the issue of the bride and women's com- something like that it has a long title but song Hong's book where he clearly refutes the doctrine of mother God saying in the preface that it's a unchangeable tr- the unchangeable truth of God. it's not something that you know is going to be taken away This teaching isn't something he said should be taken away in the future it's something he says this is the unchangeable truth of God. the Bible does not teach that there's a mother God. Anybody who teaches that as a heretic because that's Ong Song Hong's teachings pretty much. But what do they do? Well, they don't let members have that book. They take it away. They don't let members read it themselves. And just, yeah, it hasn't been available. So, so all that to say, I, I can totally see them just eventually maybe they'll just take the whole book book away because they don't want people to see what Ong Song Hong himself taught to
2: just not make it available. And that's, yep. I I don't know if they sell it anymore or if it's available. I mean, I want to say I'm thankful that I have like 10 books because if I didn't, and I hadn't kept them, I wouldn't have been able to come discover it for myself. I really wanted to see what he said, which is why I'm right. sitting here. Now that I know it's where I felt, okay, I can, I can speak to somebody now. Yes. I can know even that false doctrine because even in his own words, it's completely contradictory to the, what the WMS COG teaches. Right. So it just all fails. It all falls and crumbles.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. So here's the quote. So page 87, that was kind of a, my long winded intro to, to this quote, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, again, this is in your book, if you have the same copy as me, this isn't something I'm not putting this in Ong Song Hong's mouth, this, this is something he wrote down. So this is what he says. Now there are many false Christs who say, I am the Christ as Jesus prophesied that false Christ would appear in the last days. However, salvation is found in no other name than Jesus, not only at his first coming, but even in the last days. What in the world just happened? What did he just say? He um, just this, it. this is it. this. Yeah, this is what I teach. I mean, this. this is, I agree. I agree with him here. Like, this is exactly what I just said. Like, God, God has spoken. God's done all He needs to do, and He's done that. Provided salvation in the name of Jesus. So, what now, problems do you see with that?
2: With the sermon books, I've got all the sermon books too. So it's like, I've got the sermon books because we had to study those in order. When you participate in the course classes, we had sermon books. Well, I had an original, I'm not even going to show titles. So whatever, don't believe it's a sermon book, but it's the sermon book. (laughs) And I don't want to (laughs) get, there you go. But it ended up (laughs) broken down into three separate one, um, three separate books. And then I realized that these three books don't have all of the, the um, sermons that the original one does.
1: Really? So they changed the sermon books also.
2: Yeah. I have uh, in the full sermon book, I have 46 chapters. And so when you went to page 87, what you just wrote where it says that no other name than Jesus, not only at his first coming, but even in the last days, well, let's just go to the newer sermon book in the preaching book one, where if you go to chapter two, the savior of each age and a new name. So basically that whole study is so that we can find out what the new name is, right? The whole mm-hmm. sermon about the savior of each age and the new name that this book was distributed um, by the WMS COG is to find out what the new name is. But according to on song right. <laughs> the name Jesus.
1: Yep. So what, what the WMSCOG says in this contradicts what Ong Song Hong says in this. So in here, they're trying, they're trying to make this whole case about these this distinction of ages. And they they focus in on this final age, the age of the Holy Spirit in which God will, or, or Christ will have a different name. But Ong Song Hong specifically addresses that. He doesn't only say that it's, it's, he doesn't only emphasize the name of Jesus, but he emphasizes the last days, that even in the last days, so... Even if this WMSCOG teaching of these this distinction of different ages, which I think is just silly, I don't I think it's completely biblically unfounded. Um, but even if that were the case, even if there is this age of the Holy Spirit and that's what we're in now, well, Aung Song Kong tells us that even in that age, it's the name of Jesus that we we were saved by. So the, these are just these are just examples of again. <laughs> I, I think we talked about in the last part about you just, some of these examples are just kind of like, you're just dipping your finger into the the ocean of problems that that exist in this group, when you just start to look into them. And we've, we're and, just naming a couple. This is just a scratching on the surface, I think.
2: And for the members that come here, if you still truly believe in what On Song Hong says, then you have to believe that he says that he is the prophetical Elijah. You have to believe that even in the last days that his name's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you know that it goes against everything that the WMSCOG tells you, then how can you believe in him and believe in what the WMSCOG says? Because they're completely separate. Right. They're separate. So I want people to... To test this, because and find out for themselves. Don't believe me, or don't even believe Jordan. Find out for yourself.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Don't believe. Like I'm. I'm. Like every every bit as much as you're emphasizing. I'm. I'm. I have just as many flaws, and I'm not saying to test any of this by what I test. What I say. Do the same scrutiny. I'm telling you to put on the WMSCOG. Please put on me. Go. Go to the Bible. Go to Jesus's teachings. The teachings of the apostles. Those. Those are what I'm attempting to, to the best of my abilities to define and and discern what is true and what is false. And again, I'd say do that same thing with with me and everything I'm doing on Great Light Studios, compare it to what this says to what Jesus says, because I'm not claiming to have ultimate truth or like the final authority. Uh, I'm not saying everybody else has lost the truth and I have it. That's what the cult groups do, but uh, yeah. Do, do put, put these things to scrutiny, anything, because again, you're, you're giving your lives away to this thing. And, and, and I just want to say real quick, cause I know like in these videos, I, I kind of get stirred up and passionate about it and even angry at this organization. But again, like I, I'm not coming at this from a place of hate or like, like, I don't hate you members. I don't, I don't dislike you. I, I'm not just trying to attack and make you feel dumb for what you're believing. I just, I I genuinely care about you. I genuinely care about the truth. And I, I want to help you. As you're saying, I want to help you guys. I'm, I'm convinced that even if I don't fully get it, I don't fully understand what this is saying about God. I don't fully know God as best as I could, as best as I, as much as I want to. I know that how good God is and how loving and merciful he is. I, I've never seen that taught from the WMSCOG. I think as long as you are under the teaching of the WMSCOG, I think you're missing out on knowing more fully the goodness of God, which is what we all want. We all, I think deep down, we all wanna know, we wanna have a relationship with the one who created us. And I think you miss out on knowing just how good and wonderful he is because the doctrines of this group hide that reality from you and distort your perception of God's character. And, and so I'm doing this not because I hate you. I don't, I don't hate Zong Gil Ja. I don't hate Ong Song Hong. I don't hate Ju Chul Kim or, or any, I, I really don't. I feel concerned. I wish they would repent. I wish they would, would acknowledge their sin of deception and mishandling the scriptures, but I don't hate you. And uh, Nicole, I know you don't hate them either. Uh, I, I just... I hope I just hope these videos provide you at least with a challenge to just ask some questions, think different, think or ask questions, and and again scrutinize the things you've been taught.
2: Hope that whom recognize me that maybe question and come across, and they want to get in contact with me. If they were to ask you, you know, the ones that Mm -hmm. they choose forward, I would be happy or okay with you giving information like contact me because. Get, they may need somebody to talk to.
1: Exactly, yeah. We got a lot of people like that, that I'm sure will reach out, so. Anyhow.
2: I wanna no, be No, thank to be you that. for
1: that. Yeah, and so I, I won't put your contact info out in public on videos, but, but if you wanna reach out to Michelle or Nicole, sorry, I don't know why I call Michelle. Um, if you wanna reach out to Nicole, you can email us and we'll get you in contact uh, with her, so. So, okay. We're kind of giving huge long introductions to every point we want to make, but <laughs> there's there's so much, I think, to be said about about all of this. So, but let's let's go into the Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve issue and, and what what pages is all this uh found on? And this to kind of preface this, this was kind of a big thing that hit you that you just kind of discovered recently that I think we want to give credit to the YouTube channel Continuously, right? Is that, that's where you first came across this. So uh, this isn't something we discovered. This is something that, uh, again, the YouTube YouTube channel continuously put out on a video and showed this contradiction between uh, a couple of the WMSCOG books. So um, anyways, we're giving him credit. We didn't discover this, he did, but this is a big deal that really uh, was significant for you when you, when you watch that video, right?
2: Yeah, it makes it again clear. And this uh, this will go right into um, their teaching about the first Adam and last Eve. I mean, first Adam, first Eve, last Adam, last Eve. So we have those teachings. So page 84 and then page 86.
1: Is that in the green book or in this book?
2: The visitors from the angelic world.
1: Okay, page 84.
2: Yep, 84.
1: Do you have the version with both languages in it? Yeah. Okay, so I'm probably
2: sure 13.
1: Okay, yep. I think I I think I'm where you're at. So So if, if you have just the English translation, then I believe it's on page 55. If you have the the version with both languages, then it's on page 85. 84. If 84, you have sorry.
2: the if you have the Korean-English version, it's going to be on page 84.
1: Okay, so go ahead and read what you want to on that page.
2: So am I am I okay to read it? Yep. Okay. So the serpent who deceived Eve is the ancient serpent who is called the great dragon or the devil or Satan. Studying it spiritually, we find profound truths of the angelic world before the creation of the earth. Adam represents Jesus and Eve, the angels whom he loved in the angelic world before the earth was created.
1: Was there another quote you wanted to read before you oh, talk yeah. about that?
2: one. I mean, it's on another page, but even in the the green book, when you go to, um, you have the same green book I do. So it would be on mm-hmm. page 166 and 157. There's a illustration, a picture. So you can tie it all together to start making the references to go. We can connect the dots.
1: 156.
2: Yeah, it's a picture. So if you go to oh, one fifty six, yes, yeah. Yes. So in the very top right corner,
1: there's mm-hmm.
2: Galatians twenty-two, seventeen, the spirit and the bride say, Come and take the water of life. Now, if you just take your finger down and go to yep. the right side of the page where it's Romans chapter five, verse fourteen, they have it there under the what is this, the sixth day where it says the providence of the sixth state under that. Yep. So the second verse there is Romans 15, four 5, 14, sorry, Romans chapter five, verse 14. Adam is a pattern of the one to come the last Adam and Eve represents the spirit and the bride. So these are just references. So when we go back to your visitors of the angelic world in the next quote, so when we start just taking what you, um, what we just read about, Adam represents Jesus and Eve, the angels. Mm -hmm. And when we go to, in my book, it's page 86. I'm talking about the visitors from the angelic world. world. It's page 86. So yours, it would be 50 something.
1: 52, I think.
2: So it's under 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. Yep, I see it. So that, that paragraph after that verse. That was referenced there. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get Jordan?
1: Yes. So the history of Adam and Eve contains the great truth of the relationship between Jesus and his saints. In the spiritual world before the creation of this world, Jesus Christ loved his holy people as himself. His people as himself. As Adam loved Eve, so Jesus loved them. Is that the part? Yep,
2: yeah, as Adam had power to reign over the earth, so Jesus had power to reign over the whole universe. Yes, that's the part. Here in the spiritual world before the creation of this world, Jesus Christ loved his holy people as himself. He specifically says, As Adam loved Eve, so Jesus loved them.
1: (laughs) It's his people, his holy people. Jesus Christ loved his holy people as himself. So who again, this is and there, there's another page where he says the same thing. But who did Ong Song Hong think Eve represented? Ultimately, who did Ong Song Hong think the bride of Christ was? The spiritual,
2: his holy people,
1: his holy people.
2: So right. now when we all these references, the last Adam is represented as Jesus. The last Eve is the spiritual angels, his chosen people, his holy people as himself. So now when we connect those verses, where he says that the last Adam, um, and Eve represent the spirit and the bride, then the spirit is Jesus and the bride is, are his people are his people.
1: And doesn't that bring clarity and confirmation to revelation, the, the the one of the big 3 or 4 verses used to prove mother god well who is the bride coming down out of heaven according to not according to me or you but according to ong song hong now we're, we we're looking at what he thinks well it would be jesus's people it would jesus's be jesus's th- people right which seems to really align much more with with not only the new testament but the old testament where it's always god's people being paralleled to the bride of God. You know, God says in Hosea that Israel is like an adulterous uh, wife who, who goes and, and uh, uh, gives herself to, to uh, uh, other men. It's always the people of God that are paralleled with being the, the bride or the wife of God. Ne- never is there any sort of indication given that, that the ultimate bride of God is another God uh that that is completely foreign to any sort of jewish thought any sort of jewish uh historical understanding of of the old testament and any sort of i think reasonable if you just sit down with the bible by yourself without the influence of the WMSUG and you try to understand who is the bride of christ i would guarantee you you're unless unless like you're 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 smoking weed or something <laughs> I would think it's going to be a really hard time for you to come away saying, oh, the bride is mother God. You're going to look at the evidence of the New Testament and the scriptures. And if you're examining Aung Song Hong's teachings, and you're going to know the bride is the people of God. It's always been that way, Old and New Testament. Uh, And so...
2: Look, specifically when you think about it, because we're putting these together through different books and just using the scriptures. So now we understand who, last Adam is Jesus, that's why, again, his name is Jesus in the last days, even on Song Hong said that, um, Then yep. he is his holy people that he loved as himself, so then, the spirit is Jesus, the bride is his people.
1: Mm-hmm. We, are,
2: we are his people. That's right. Then, when he wrote that book, that WMSCOG never distributed about the veil, and where he says, anybody that believes in the idea of a god, the mother, or mother being god, is completely delusional. It is an unchanging truth. From there and going forward, it would be yeah. unchanged. And there was more specific. Like we're just referencing, he actually was making it clear.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it's it's in that book as well, where Ong Song Hong specific. And I should have it pulled up. What what I'll do is I'll have a screenshot from the the veil book that you're talking about, where he says again, he talks again about who the bride is. And it's the, he says the same thing. It's the people of God. So we have multiple sources of Aung Song Hong. Not only in it's not only in one small context where we're just pulling out one one little phrase or sentence of Aung Song Hong and saying, "Look, see," he said. The bride is the people of God. We're not doing that. We're pulling from multiple of his books and every place where he specifically addresses who God's bride is. Every time when he specifically addresses that and answers that. Ong song Hong says it's the people of God so I'll I'll put these quotes up I know you can't I can't see them now but I'll have them up on the video so as you're watching now in the future uh, you should be able to see some of these quotes I'm talking about with with both in in uh, this book the visitors from the angelic world and the uh, the Women's Veils book, which I I can never remember that full title, but but it's it's crazy how conclusive and clear it is what what Ong Song Hong thought about um, about the bride and how how he repeated his teaching about it and his views on it, and it's just why why then doesn't the WMSCOG agree with him on this?
2: Because if they did, then. The, it's obvious they have to keep this information from the members, because if they knew this, they wouldn't have any more members
1: mm-hmm. because then this they would, would be need no more money,
2: immediately, the, the, which they are. But if everyone was aware that they're teaching something completely different than what the founder, the person that wrote the books, who they now call Christ, then the people, would they'd have, they'd have a hard time getting anybody to to believe anything. Oh yeah, because yep. the it's there. It's there. If if anybody has the books, open them up and look for yourself. And if they say it's eating from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, well, they sold the books to me. I bought them. Yeah, I
1: didn't. And I would steal. ask you. Yeah, is it is Ong Song Hong's own words? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, is is I, the three chapters that they removed? We're telling you, you go read them. The WMS COG would say, no, stay away from the examining dot examining the WMS COG site that has these three chapters. Don't go there and read them because that's eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, if that's true, then what you're doing is you're accusing Aung Song Hong of producing bad, bad teaching, deceptive teaching. You're, you're accusing him and his teachings of being the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is just no, no, guys go and read these chapters. Look at Ong Song Hong's words and then exactly what you're saying. Like if you put these connections together, when you actually examine, again, without the lenses that the WMSCOG puts on you, examine and scrutinize, study Ong Song Hong's teachings, set aside what you've been taught. If this is God, you want to know what he says. You don't want to know what your deacon has taught you. You don't want to know what your the missionaries have taught you. You want to know what does Ong Song Hong say? What does he teach? And when you do that, (laughs) I guarantee you, you're going to discover that what he taught about himself, about Christ, and in this case, about who represents Adam and Eve, you're going to see that it does not line up. His teachings do not line up with the WMSCOG's teachings, which tells us this group is false. It's faulty. It's built on deception. It's built on uh, dis- hiding, hiding teachings. It's built on removing teachings, distorting the Bible, uh, misinterpreting so many scriptures. And so we're giving you this information not to attack, not to belittle you, or anything of that nature. We're giving you this information because we think you deserve to hear both sides of the story. You deserve to have all the information. You deserve to have it all out in front of you. And then you can decide if you, if you hear all this, if you study all this and look at it and you say, Hey, I still want to be a member of this group. Well, that's, I mean, that's your decision. And, and again, we're not going to hate you or, or judge you for that. That's your decision. You can do that, but you deserve to have all the information in front of you. And it's unfair deceptive and manipulative for this group to hide these things and to not put these things in front of you. And then to push you by their doctrines to continue giving your life away to this group who they're not giving you all the information to, um, about it.
2: And I want to make this point, which not just to stick up for you, but it's true because as soon as they, as even where I was sitting from a place where you want to defend the doctrine, even if, Jordan, no matter which day of the week you keep services, even whether or not you keep Christmas or not, it does not prove that what the doctrine that they're being taught and that we were taught to follow, it doesn't make it true. No matter what I'm doing now and what you're doing it doesn't save them, nor does it, yeah. um, it doesn't condemn them. Mm-hmm. and. By all means, it's like, this is just to help because if I had known this and if I had been able to see it clearly, but thankfully after the prayer coming across Jeremiah 29, 13, 14, and being able to see this, having help from um, references, videos, continuously, being able to have all of the actual truth, the documents, this isn't, these are not things that I just conjured and, you know, made up. And this is... Tom Hong saying so it's like you can't believe in him as a second coming in Christ when he didn't even believe in himself as that, as well as I'm just saying logically what yeah. I came. If, I, if I'm if i believing him, then I can't believe the WMSCOG, especially when the teachings that I was given as well as what they're being taught are completely different. They're opposite than what he's saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah.
2: It doesn't matter about the Sabbath, let's just these principles about a mother, God, about um, his name in the last name, the chapters that were removed that specifically state that there was the relationship between Melchizedek and Elijah. And he's referencing that he was coming as the prophetical Elijah to make the path smooth. And he was supposed to ascend with 144,000 saints. Who? Elijah, it's there. This is not anything I made up. Yeah. Right. That's why I, I would have. I couldn't hear this a couple years ago, Jordan. I wasn't even willing to look at this a month ago. So I'm saying I'm not any better. I just wish I would have given myself a chance and known a lot sooner. I would have saved myself a lot of time.
1: hmm A lot of emotional turmoil I might as well. Able to
2: have the relationship I wanted with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. And the time is passing, and I need that now. I needed it then, but I really, really need it now.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad you brought up the, the whole deal with Sabbath and Sunday service. And that again is, is probably one of the primary responses I get put against me and, and as we continue to do this, which that's, that's fine, I understand that. And what I would say toward you who are hearing me talk or Nicole talk right now, and that's your immediate, that's your knee jerk reaction is, okay, well, this person doesn't keep Sabbath or or they, they, they celebrate Christmas and so I can't listen to them just I would just say let's let's keep talking about that like I I'm I'm willing to change my views on Christmas on Sunday uh, service which I have I have no commitment to worship on Sunday um, my perception is I worship every day I don't I don't distinguish one day as more valuable than another God wants me to be with him every day he doesn't want me to love him more on certain days or to worship him more on, he wants me to worship him at all times. Amen. Okay that that's another conversation that again I'm let's just keep talking about that you you give me your reasons why you think I should never worship on Sunday and that I need to observe sabbath in the way you do I'll I'll tell you why I don't do that and I feel that that's not what the bible teaches and and I don't know maybe I'll change my views maybe you can convince me if you can show me that that's what the bible teaches I'm open to I'm I'm not I'm not committed to what I already believe about the Bible and, 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 and my, uh, you know, heretical demonic, um, you know, teachings that I've grown up in with Sunday, Sunday worshiping Christian, you know, I'm not committed to the teaching of man. I'm committed to what does the Bible say? And I am constantly changing and shifting and adjusting my views and, and some really, you know, some views that in the past I thought were really solid and, and, And I should never think differently about them. Some of those views of the Bible and doctrine I've actually changed on and I think differently about now. I'm saying that to say, let's keep having that conversation about Sabbath, about Sunday worship, about the feasts. I'm willing to hear your side of it. And I'm asking, will you be willing to hear my side of it? Are you willing to listen to my take on it without immediately demonizing me and others who don't do that? Will you set aside those those preconceived ideas those 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 thoughts that you you're coming into this conversation with the thought that I'm evil and I'm demonic because I don't do X y and z are you willing to to rethink that and to at least hear me out so that's a conversation I want to keep having with you guys in, in future videos but I hope you'll you'll see that all that aside this has nothing to do with whether or not me or Nicole keep Sabbath on Saturday, whether we observe the feast. What this has to do with is Aung Song Hong's words. This this could come, this information could have come from anybody else. And what matters isn't who it came from. What matters is we're telling you this is Aung, this is Aung Song Hong's own words, his own teachings that are incredibly contradictory to the World Mission Society Church of God. So as you keep saying, which is so important, I think probably the main takeaway from this conversation is if you examine Ong Song Hong's teachings, if you believe Ong Song Hong and what he says, then you cannot believe the WMSCOG. And it goes the other way. If you believe the WMSCOG teachings and you believe that they're 100% true, well, then you have this problem that you can't believe what Ong Song Hong says. And so what are, you, what are you gonna do with that? What I mean, there's, there's just so many issues that are rising up here that I think all, all boil down to Bad biblical interpretation. People who have taken the Bible, taken the scriptures and gone in bad directions with it. And that's what cults do. And it damages people. It damages lives. It damages families. It damages, what I, again, what I think you're most concerned with and I'm most concerned with, it damages your spiritual, your relationship with the living God. It hinders that relationship where you can't experience him in the way he wants you to. You can't know him in the way he wants you to too, because this doctrine is so blinding your eyes, but Jesus is the one who came and opened up blind eyes. He has to open up blind, my blind eyes on a daily basis. I feel like I wake up in the mornings and I'm blind. I'm blind to who he is, to what he's like, and I need him to, that's my prayer. I open my eyes. I want to know you. I don't want to know what other people say about, I want to know you right now. I need you to speak to me, And you have to come to that place. That is ultimately why Nicole's here right now is because you came to that place where you woke up in the middle of the night and you said, God, I want to know you. I want to hear. I need to hear not from my deacon, not from my missionaries, not from my leaders, not from my pastor. I need to hear from the living God what is true. And we all have to come to that point. We all have to have that humble heart before God. And when we do, I know he will speak to us like he did to you that night.
2: I think I have a heart for the members because those that choose to show up or whatever being the case, I think if I just use myself as the example, the reason where it can get scary to even come to find out what On Song Hong said and that it's not true, because after you've devoted that time to that organization, where do you go from there? Mm. It's starting at ground zero. It's as when, the, when the Twin Towers were hit they were there. And then it's like back to ground zero. So now you have to start the foundation from the very beginning. And it's scary because a lot of us also, I'm going to speak for myself. I don't want to speak for anybody else that not having any real, uh, Bible based teaching coming from a Bible based church to hear this. And basically this is what I came to know and to have to take it all, like eliminate it. Yeah. I'm not saying scriptures, but wow. Now I really have, I have to start back from s- square one. Yep. I was running a marathon and somehow I'm back at the starting line.
1: Like, yep. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's one of the primary <laughs> catastrophes. It's Yeah, it's one of the primary uh, uh, issues I'm seeing that this, this, as I'm being involved in this whole issue. That's, that's kind of the biggest issue I see that I'm trying to figure out that I feel that most needs to be solved. And I want to figure out better how to help that because so many people are coming out of this group and a lot of people want, they want to know God still, but it's like the damage that this does. And the, you know, like you're saying, having to go back to ground zero, wipe the floor of everything you've believed about what the Bible teaches. Like that's a difficult, difficult thing to have to, go through. But I'm so glad there's people like you that are doing that. And that now we're kind of going public and saying, this is important to do because I believe it is. I believe it's so important not to throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to faith and negative religious experiences, because we gotta... need to
2: yes. And if I, yeah, for myself and as well as others, because even I was going to ask you, like, as far as, There's different versions of the Bible. I want to know, like, what's a sound version of the Bible? I want to know. Also, I've asked for references because, again, I'm starting at Ground Zero. um, Someone who has a Bible-based sermon. So I'm not listening to the Prosperity Gospel. I have my Mm -hmm. own issue with that. That's my own thing. I want to just Bible, sound biblical teaching. So Mm -hmm. maybe a sermon, somebody that does a sermon, like weekly or some place to start because people will say, well, I hope you found a Bible based church. Well, there's so many churches. So it's like,
1: yeah, it's overwhelming.
2: I don't even know. I can't tell you that I can interpret scripture. Like right. I just, when it comes down to it, I'm just going to say it is I have to be taught, but I need to know where to turn to. Yep. So Bible, uh, a pastor, a minister, someone who really does have sound Bible based teaching yep. and, a new foundation.
1: That's, no, that's that's a great question, and I think um, I have some thoughts, uh, some thoughts on that. But ultimately, th- I don't have the ultimate answer to that. Um, but some some recommendations, I would say, as far as a translation of the Bible, I'm convicted that the ultimate teacher is not a person or a translation of the Bible, but it's the Holy Spirit. And I've I had the Holy Spirit teach me. I think. The heart and the 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 ultimate word of what God wanted to communicate through the Scriptures, I think, can come out through a variety of of uh, translations. So, I, I think the King James Version is a great translation. I think it has its flaws and its weaknesses. I think the New King James. I I really I personally really like the ESV, and my favorite is probably the NASB, the New American Standard, because I think it it overall it does a really good job of giving like a really literal translation of, of different words. And it takes like the literal translation uh, of the original Hebrew or Greek and puts it in, in more literal terms. So I think a lot of the original intention of the author is retained. I think in a lot of cases really well in the NASB, but I think it's the same with ESV. Um, so I don't. I don't think there's one translation that you you should use. I I honestly I use a variety. Like if I want a more readable translation, I'll use. I think the NASV or the ESV is good. The NIV is pretty good. I think all of them have their strengths, and I think all of them have certain weaknesses. And and it's all about it's all about what what we're talking about is that ultimately this comes down to you and God and you having a heart that is saying I want to know God what you are saying. I'm not listening. I'm not here to listen to what these translations, even these because human men translated these scriptures. And so you have to even hold these translations up to scrutiny. And that's why I think it's a good thing to go and look at the original language and say, okay, this is what these translators say. This says, is that what the original intention was? I think most of the translations you're not going to find like you find in here what, what the WMSCOG has done in their translations of Ong Song Hong's words is they've removed entire teachings. They've completely manipulated and distorted Ong Song Hong's, the original intention of what he tried to teach. You're not going to find that in translations of the Bible, that there might be differences and variations, but ultimately you're not going to find discrepancies within different translations where an entire theological concept was distorted or changed or just like taken out of the Bible because it doesn't align with Christian doctrine. That's not the case. I think most translations do a really good job. I think I would be careful with the more, um, what do you call it? There's translations that I think like the passion translation, the what? The mirror Bible? I'm not, I don't know if I'm familiar with that.
2: Oh, there's a well. We we don't need to spend a conversation. You could find a Mike Winger did it, and it's a a new version, the mirror, and he showed how.
1: Okay. Okay. And
2: how it's not sound at all. It's yeah. It's kind of crazy.
1: So yeah, yeah. I think there are things like that that you have to be careful with, and I'm not. I haven't personally used a whole lot I, I don't know much about the passion translation or, or other versions like that i think overall I would just say be careful with those and know that that's not going to be a source of, of trying to figure out what was the literal intention of the authors of the bible and, and you know as far as like teachers i th- i you keep mentioning mike winger i think he's a really good resource um uh, i think he he has a lot of good solid biblical teaching and The thing with teachers is I think just go and I think you can have some discernment of people's character. When I listen to Mike Winger teach, I'm not saying he's perfect and doesn't have flaws because I know he does. And I don't think I probably agree with all of his teaching all the time, but you know what? I think that's okay. Uh, I think it's okay to have different views and opinions on different things. Um, But I I think what I see in Mike and what I see with other, other teachers is a solid, firm conviction of, uh, and, and a faithfulness to the word of God. What does, what does the Bible say? A, f- a sincere fear of the Lord where they want to know what does God teach? Who, who is God? And they're not trying to put their own twist on things. They don't really have their own agenda other than the agenda to teach people what God's word actually says. And so I, I would recommend people like Mike Winger. I'd recommend um, John Piper. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, he, he's, his ministry is called Desiring God. And, and here's, here's the thing with these guys is like, I have entire, like two or three videos where I make videos talking about things John Piper teaches that I strongly disagree with. But the reason I, I, I would recommend teachers like John Piper or Mike Winger is because they proclaim and teach the person of Jesus. They, I feel like they, they know who he is. They teach uh, the sufficiency of Christ's work on the cross. They teach salvation that comes by faith through God's grace as a gift and they they don't do like so many other groups do like the WMSCOG does distort who Jesus is and manipulate and add so many things to the gospel and so yeah Mike Winger John Piper um honestly I'm kind of drawing a blank but I know there's so many others that hopefully in the future I can keep pointing people to um and i don't i don't want to self promote because i i don't feel like i'm the the greatest bible teacher in the world but that is one goal with great light studios is to provide just biblical content just bible teaching that isn't aimed at just discrediting the wsug but is just focused on looking at okay what does the bible teach and so like right now i'm doing a foundation series where i'm i'm starting at genesis and and there's some things in there that I think a lot of people would even disagree with, even in my own Christian circles. And so I'm not claiming to have absolute authority, but I, I feel like I would recommend myself because I know, as best as I know, I just want to know what the Bible says. And I'm open to people disagreeing and I'm open to shifting and changing my views when people disagree and say, hey, I don't I don't think that's necessarily what scripture teaches, you know, and, and having those conversations. And um, But it is my goal to, put like sermons out and things like that, just to help lay kind of that foundation of what, what does the Bible actually teach um, more than just discrediting groups like the WMSCOG. So, uh, but that, those are great questions. And I'll keep trying to think, I'll I'll try to think more about like other teachers that I would really recommend.
2: I was more asking because I think like myself and maybe others and we're like, well, you're telling me that this is false. Where do I go from here? You know? The question comes yeah. back, that's what I asked. And I to conclude on what you said about, you know, uh, re- good resources or references, even if you and Mike don't have the same point of view or thoughts on things, what we can all agree here on is that both of your intentions is to show where there's flaws and discrepancies in the WMSCOG's teachings, not to attack the members, but because it's important for us to have our faith and the truth before us. Mm. You know, like we really need, we need truth yep. and to see for what it is because yep. this is people's lives. These people yep. have family members and, you know, marriages, and there's kids, there's a lot involved here. And I, I wanted, I wanted to know, and I
1: know that there's others that want to know too. Yeah, that's good. And honestly, I probably should have said this earlier, but I th- I feel like that question almost <coughs> the question of where should I go after this? Like like okay, you're telling me to leave, but now where should I go? It almost seems like that the question itself is built upon like uh, uh, this this preconception that there's one group, there's there's one church, there's one denomination or one person who has all the truth. And so I got to find that person or I got to find that denomination. And I think that that whole concept is off. I think it's not accurate. I don't think that's the way the church, that God set up the church and that it functions. I think God gave a variety of giftings to a variety of people with a variety of personalities. He made us different. I think there's room within the true church, the true body of Christ for disagreement. I don't think that the Methodist denomination has it right and the the Presbyterians have it wrong. I think there, again, there's strengths and weaknesses in each and there's probably areas where some of them have better clarity about certain things. But on other points, they have weaker clarity, but this group has clarity on it. And so it's like, it's just the messy, it's like the messiness of relationship. It's like, we don't all have this together, but what matters, what makes the church, the church is what do they say about the person of Jesus, I think is the, the primary thing. And what do they say about God, who God is? When, when, when you have certain, certain uh, groundwork laid of like agreement, I agree with Presbyterians and Methodists and Mike Wingers and John Pipers about these foundational things. Who is Jesus? What is the gospel? How do I get forgiven of sin? Who is God? Is God a female? Is God is God multiple gods? Is he both a father and a mother? Well, no. We all agree about there's one God, and, and there might be different views on on the, the the you know different elements within all these things. But I think again, what makes the church the church. And again, I want to be careful. It's not all about doctrine, but I think a big part of it is that we, on the core issues, these core issues that ultimately involve Jesus, the gospel, and the nature of God, there's agreement on. And I think when there's that, there's room to disagree about periphery issues, about the secondary issues. And that's why you're going to see a variety of denominations and different churches emphasizing different things more than others and, and vice versa. Because there's a variety, I think God has, put that I think it it has, there's good things about the variety and there's bad things because it can be confusing. But, but ultimately I'm saying all that to say, I think that question might be flawed to begin with because it seems to have the assumption that there's one group, there's one person, there's one denomination that must have it right. This is the true church of God. Instead of realizing the church of God is people of every race, every tribe, every denomination, every whether male, female, that agree on the person of Jesus. And that's what makes us united. It's not that every single point of doctrine we have 100% agreement on, it's that we agree on the core issues. So, sorry, I know that's a lot, I'm talking a lot here, but I think there's so much here that, that so many people have questions about these things. There's and, a lot of them. Uh, I hope that's helpful in some way. Yeah. <laughs> that,
2: That is helpful, especially if, you know, I'll take the stance and basically stand in front for the people that are nervous to come forward and ask questions because, believe me, I was scared to do the same thing. That's what kept me stirring and waking me up in the middle of the night and going, okay, well, no matter what, I I just need to have my relationship. uh, I need to repair my relationship with God and my relationship with Jesus and get back to the basics. And even if I'm starting over, at least I have time. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm still here in the flesh. (laughs) So I have to do this. And I hope that Jesus will understand that. It's like, I have a sincere heart and it's like, I want to know the truth and I want, I I just want my relationship with God period.
1: And I can guarantee you that for you and anybody else in that situation where there's a sincere struggle in the midst of a sincere seeking of God that he Jesus is a sympathizing high priest. It says he understands our weaknesses, and so many scriptures about the mercy, the the tender, like it it uses words like tender kindness. God is God is compared to a mother. Um, he's never he's never said he's female, but but his God has the tender characteristics of a of a loving mother who has just this can't help but feel compassion for people, especially. For those who are seeking Him and struggling in the midst of that, He's not. He's not going to say like, "Well, you didn't get it figured out quick enough," or, or "You're not doing this in the way I want." You know, He's He's patient and He's going to help, and He's okay with the struggle in the midst of it. I I'm confident of that, and so. Um, but at the end of the day, as you keep saying, when it's it's going to come down to me and God, you and God. It, it's it's about the, your individual. Relationship with God Himself, not God and the WMSCOG, and so I think you're a great example of what it looks like to come out of this group, but to still say, "Okay, I I still need to figure this thing out," you know. Totally. Yeah. So,
2: like, hey, whether you're a good example or a bad example, I'm still an example. So I'll be. I don't. Regardless of how someone sees this. I just want to be able to stand in a place of totally understanding I have sympathy and compassion because I was there too and I hope if nothing else one one person will choose to look at the proof for themselves don't yeah. take it based off of me even if mm-hmm. they like my character or totally dismiss it because they didn't like my character right don't doesn't matter what i say please look at yeah. the book app and the references and it's, it will tell you for, it speaks for itself.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's good. A lot's been said and I think hopefully it's, it's helpful to those listening in some way. And, and as Nicole said, if you have questions, if you want to contact her first, contact us and we'll, we'll connect you just so we don't have to make all your, your information, uh, public Nicole, but, um, Sounds like you'd love to, to talk if if anybody needs that, and uh, and actually we're planning on I've talked to Jeremy in our interview about doing q and A Q&A thing that I'd like to start doing more on a regular basis where we do a live question and answer time um, where you guys can you know come in the comments or however and, and ask some of these questions and I probably well most assuredly won't always be able to answer all of them there's probably going to be a lot of things we'll have to go away and and look into but
2: I think. Uh, today's session has been pretty productive as far as <clears throat> I feel like honestly it was like a huge release yes. <laughs> as far as just like I could breathe a little bit easier and it's like I feel like this was probably like my god's calling the due diligence is like do what's right
1: mm-hmm. for
2: the of god at least just present the,
1: the truth mm-hmm. not
2: my opinion the truth
1: mm-hmm. I agree and that so many members that have come out and done that, feel that same, that weight lifted off. And to the contrary of what the WMSCOG says is gonna to happen to you guys, that if you leave, your lives are gonna become miserable. You know, you're know, you gonna forget all the doctor and all that. It's, it's, it's I not am true.
2: I know, you know, I know Kelsey, even if she doesn't remember me, I remember her. And so to, you know, your heart kind of like when you see them and you're like, oh, it's my sister. Like when you spend so much time with somebody, and so I'm not saying I feel lonely like I didn't have uh, I didn't I'm not suffering from PTSD, but what I will say is that when you g- go through this process and when you're still involved and you're doubting, man you will you will guilt trip yourself if nobody else does because you're like, I really should be there for the Sabbath and now it's yeah. like I still I still like the Sabbath. I'm not telling anybody that if they keep yeah, Sunday and that or vice versa. I don't know obviously absolutely.
1: I figure. Right. I just have somebody
2: that wants to reach out, that really, truly, you know, wants a voice or a, you know, a shoulder or an ear, I mean, I can
1: do that. Yeah, that's good. Well, thank you. Appreciate you being willing to do that. And I'm sure so many other people will. And, and I hope to conclude this, people will, again, not just hear what we've said, but go and look at these books, pull out your books. Go online and look at these things. Look at what Hong Song Hong taught, ultimately. Look at what he taught. Look at what he said. It, didn't li- it does not line up with the WMSCOG, which is hugely problematic. Um, this is a group that you need to run away from. Um, and so I hope this was helpful. Nicole, thanks so much. And, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.
2: Absolutely, I thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
0: You have been listening to The Great Light Podcast. To find more information and resources, or to watch our films, go to greatlightstudios.com or find us on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to support this program and partner with the Ministry of Great Light Studios, you can do so through our website. There you can also find both video and audio versions of this podcast.